You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. You think you know me. Alright, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. CJ Palmasani here. I am your host. And we have a very special episode this week. Today is a very themed episode. We're bringing back something that we haven't done in a long time here. we got a top 10 list this week. we got a top 10 list, and it's a top 10 list I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. Today with me, I have my good friend, Nick Fozzie, Rosanna, what's going on, Foz? What's up, CJ? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good to be on the show. Good to see you in person. Yeah, we're doing this in person. Last time we did this, we did it via the internet. If you guys remember, Fozzie was on my episode where we celebrated the 30-year anniversary of Chris Jericho. Talked about Chris Jericho and his whole illustrious career of 30 years at the time. So if you haven't checked that out, please go go back in the podcast archives and do so. Great episode, a lot, a lot of fun. Today, we're going to be talking about a mutual favorite wrestler of ours, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up as a kid, and for Fozzie as well. If you couldn't couldn't tell by the intro alone, or by the title, today we're going to be doing a top 10 Edge Dream List Matches. This is uh, this works out great. I was saying to Fozzie before off mic that um, this works out perfectly because Edge has had like a total of four singles matches. Three of them against Randy Orton, one of them against Jey Uso. Uh, and the other matches he had uh, with uh, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania this year, which was my favorite match of Mania this year. Uh, the Royal Rumbles he's been in. But Edge hasn't had a whole lot of other singles matches against other wrestlers in the WWE. So I have done this list over and over again. I had to do some I had to do some edits here and there because originally I had Velveteen Dream on this list. <laughs> and not a lot of people would be happy about this, but I did this when Edge for, had first came back to WWE. So this is like a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I originally had Alistair Black on this list, considering uh, he uh, Edge was a big fan of Alistair Black and he wanted to work with him. Uh, in fact, Edge even said in a Q&A on, on the old ENC Pot of Awesomeness that if he had to book uh, matches with people, he if he were ever to come back to wrestling, if he could, because I don't think he knew he could, could come back to wrestling yet at the time, uh, he said he would do Black, Rollins, uh, Roman, um, Ch- uh, Champa, a few other guys. It's a good list itself. Yeah. Oh, my God. We may or may not hear some of those guys on this list. Yeah. <laughs> but Aleister Black was a guy that he did want to wrestle, and unfortunately I had to take Aleister Black off because it's unlikely he's going to go back to WWE. He's probably going to go AEW as, as now Tommy End. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get through a few honorable mentions here first before we get into the top ten. Uh, one honorable mention let's talk about. He's not officially on there written down, but he was on my list originally uh, was Matt Riddle. Uh, this is actually a suggestion your dad made, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And you know what? I, I really agree with my dad because I love Matt Riddle. He's what a what a character. He's one of the few NXT guys who came to the main roster where they haven't completely fucked him up yet, 
No, not yet. He, they will. They, they have a little, but the whole stuff he's doing with Randy Orton right now is actually really entertaining. I love that. It's the only thing from Raw that I like. Yeah. Like, out of, like, I don't watch Raw week to week. and I haven't watched Raw week to week in a long, long time. Um, but of all the like highlights I catch here and there, when I used to cover, the, cover it on, on the podcast, I always did want to catch up on the Randy Orton, Matt Riddle stuff because that stuff is really good. Um, and I'm digging the Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston stuff. So Matt Riddle would have been a really great opponent. Edge also said he would love to face him. Uh, a few guys I have on here also, uh, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Keith Lee, Daniel Bryan. I mean, Bryan's not with the company at the moment, but it's he. They do the company has reason to believe that he just wants to lie low and rest up for a while before resigning a new contract. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and the Fiend. Not to mention Daniel Bryan has doesn't he have the similar injury to Edge? They have the similar neck injury, right? Uh, Brian and Edge do have similar neck injuries. Uh, the neck injury wasn't necessarily the reason that made Brian retire. It was like a lot of concussions he had over the years. He was seizing up too, yeah. That's yeah, very sad. but but it's great that you know they they were both in the main event of WrestleMania I mean, this past year. Not to go off topic, but medicine is taking a really nice turn for the better. And I'm because, dude, think about this for a second. Edge, yeah, you know, nine ten years ago he retired, and doctors told him he'd never wrestle again. And then in the Royal Rumble of last year in 2020, he comes back. There were reports all over the place that Edge was coming back. Edge is coming back. Edge, I'm like, I didn't want to buy into that because mm-hmm. Edge is one of my favorite wrestlers growing up as a kid, whether it was a heel or a baby face. He's super hurt. I'm just like, there's no way it's going to happen. Yeah. There's no way. And when it did, I freaked the fuck out. I damn near cried. Yeah. Like that rumble. <laughs> it was emotional. That rumble is like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's my favorite Royal Rumble. The, oh, the 2020 Royal Rumble. probably one of the best Royal Rumbles in a long time. I mean, people regard the 2018 Royal Rumble as possible. The men's 2018 Royal Rumble possibly is the greatest ever. You, you could say the 2001 Royal Rumble. Uh, was the greatest Royal Rumble ever. That was really good there are too. two amazing Royal Rumbles. My personal opinion, I think the 2020 Royal Rumble is the best. Yeah. It just because it made a new star out of Drew McIntyre. You, I, I was the person where they said Brock was entering in the Rumble at number one as the champion. I'm like, that's so stupid. He could win the whole fucking thing. But they did it so well, building up Brock as this monster, as his unbeatable guy. And then in comes Drew McIntyre. And he beats the guy who fucking took clean house from everybody else. And then the array of talent that comes in and then Edge returning. It's just like, it, it is just an amazing roller coaster of emotions. And that's why I love the Royal, that Royal Rumble so, no, so it's, much. It's one of the best. But enough of our rambling. Let's get on with the list. The official list. So coming in at number 10. Who do we have there, Fozzie? Oh, I like this. This is Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Okay. K.O. So Kevin Owens... Um, Probably my favorite wrestler who went to the main roster to come from NXT. He was one of the guys who got me, who helped me fall in love with pro wrestling again and get just fall in love with NXT. Kevin Owens, as a guy, he's had some shaky times in the main roster to say the least, but I would say for the most part, he's been very successful. You know, the guy is a former NXT champion, uh, former Universal champion. Uh, multiple-time U.S. and uh, Intercontinental Champion. He's had great matches with the likes of John Cena. I mean, he stomped on the U.S. title belt his first night. His first match on the main roster, he beats John Cena clean as a whistle. You know, he's had uh, matches with AJ Styles. Uh, He's had great matches with Sami Zayn, both against each other and as a tag team. 
you know, uh, the takeover matches he's had. You know, he appeared at the the War Games from a couple years ago, and uh, when it was in Chicago, I believe. So Kevin Owens is a guy who he we've seen him work well as a heel or a babyface, and I think he's one of WWE's guys who they can throw into any kind of program, and they can trust him to do anything. I just love how big he is, and he's so agile. He has a very unique look. I can't believe that. Like the that's why I like that you put him on his number ten because like him and Edge, like the agility that these men have, that I mean they're gonna put on a goddamn good show. The thing is, like I think the big thing from these guys is like the promos. Oh yeah, the promos between Owens and Edge would just be absolutely amazing. It'd be nuts. <laughs> I think Edge is a guy who like I think is one of the best ever, but a lot of people just kind of forget. Maybe not. I I think Edge is probably one of those guys who you probably remember more of. Uh, maybe his promo stuff when it comes to just being a singles competitor. Because you think because a lot of nostalgic wrestling fans will probably think, oh, Edge, Edge and Christian, you know, the Hardy Boys, and those are great matches as well. Of course. But I think that Edge and Kevin Owens would have an absolutely barn burner of a match, and it just. I, I could see that at a WrestleMania. Just so entertaining to watch. Uh, that's a pay-per-view match for me. Yeah. You know, a SummerSlam match, WrestleMania match you could have. Uh, it's it's just great. Especially, you know, Kev, Kevin Owens and Edge being more on the SmackDown side of things. I think this would be a really, really fun, awesome match to have. You know? No, oh, I would love it. Moving on to number nine, we have Pete Dunne. Peter Dune. Dune. So, Pete Dunne, uh, NXT guy. Uh, he is a guy who... Has a very unique style, very uh, British strong style, as you could say. He, you know, call, dubs himself the Bruiserweight. We've seen Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn. If you know who Pete Dunn is, obviously you know how damn good he is. Yeah. You know, he manipulates body parts in a way that you thought was damn just impossible. Just when you think a, a, a an arm or a leg, a ligament just can't bend the way it should. Pete Dunn's going to find a way to bend it. Mm. He's going to find a way to bend it, and he is going to make it look bad, make it look like it hurts, because it probably does fucking hurt. No, it 100% hurts. <laughs> He's insane. He is insane. He's now, good, though. He's so good. I remember his like one of his first matches, and... This guy comes out, and he's like, just a killer. Do you happen to remember which match it is? Um, it was for the UK title, I believe. It was for the first first time I ever introduced a UK idol, a title. So, so the first match with him and Tyler Bate? Yes, the that's U, the exactly UK, the it. UK tournament? Yes. That was good. I that was a great match. I prefer his second, the second one they had to take over Chicago. Which I, one was that one with? with was that was Dunn and Bate. The UK title was on the line. That's where Pete Dunn won the UK title. Wow, yeah. That's, I prefer that one. They're so good. But now Pete, Pete Dunne's been in the WWE system for a long time now. You know, like we said, he's been UK champion for a long uh, for he's UK champion for a while. Having great matches against Walter Joe Coffey, having the uh, the odd couple tag team with Matt Riddle with the Broserweights. Um, you know, he's uh, feuding with like you know the Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong, having matches with Ricochet, Adam Cole. So a guy like Pete Dunne, who is about in his mid to late twenties. They he needs a guy like Edge to really season re- vet. a seasoned vet because I think out of all the guys on this list, I think Pete Dunn is the youngest that we have here. Yeah, Pete Dunn is the youngest yeah. on this list. So he the amount of shit he could learn from Edge just just on the heel side of things because when Pete Dunn heals it up, he heals it the fuck up and he makes you hate him. 
Yeah. Just how fucking good. It, like, he doesn't give a shit. He is just going to come in there, kick your ass, and he's not going to be flashy. I mean, he is flashy a little bit, but he's going to, but for the most part, he's going to make you fucking work. So what about, what about rolls? You, you, like face and heel rolls. What do you, okay, so like, I don't want to go back to Kevin Owens, but like, who would you think would be face or heel in that situation? Or I, for, like, it's like, just use Pete Dunn. Like, who would you think would be face I or think, heel? I think Pete Dunn would benefit more as the heel in this situation and Edge would benefit more as the baby face. face. Yeah. Um, with the Kevin Owens thing, it could be either. Yeah. Edge could be the heel, Kevin Owens could be the baby face or vice versa. Or they could both, honestly, for Kevin Owens, they could both be baby faces. Yeah. And I think the feud would work. Pete Dunn, I think he's got to be a heel. I think, 100%. I think he's got to be a heel. Edge has got to be a baby so face. So pompous and... Yeah. Yeah. I All think, those British guys, they play a good heel. They're very like... I mean, look at William Regal. Oh, my God. William Regal. Oh, my God. That's going back, but that's a good, that's a good example. <laughs> William Regal is, pro- is probably the greatest wrestler, one of the, if not one of the greatest wrestlers to never win the world championship. Yeah. He was so fucking good. Um, anyway, Pete Dunn moving on. Coming in at number eight, who we have there, Foz? We got Cesaro. Oh, talk about Swiss underrated Superman. talent. Oh, my God. Well, not anymore. No? I mean, well, look at him, man. He had a fucking amazing match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania this year. He yes, had he a did. banger right. of a match at Backlash with Roman Reigns. Cesaro is now, he's more top of the card now. I like that then. Yeah. Fucking love Cesaro. Now, Cesaro, as wrestling fans, we have been clamoring for him to be in this type of picture. Now, originally when I made this match, uh, sorry, this match, this list, Cesaro was nowhere even near my thought of him getting in the top 10. Maybe an honorable mention. Not because I don't think he's good. I think he's great. I think he's fantastic. It's because of the booking of the WWE that kind of derails some things. Right now in this momentum, I easily could see Cesaro and Edge having a match sometime this year or next year. That looks real realistic. It it does look real realistic because I think he's now finally being treated in that I can rely on Cesaro to be, to come in for a big match. I think Cesaro, hopefully, this is what the company is thinking now these days. So I think in this situation, you know, Cesaro just works really well with you know the the crazy big moves, the strong style, the big strong man moves. You know, I mean that that fucking uppercut. Yeah, I love that it, thing. It, <laughs> or when he spins people. Oh yeah, the, the the spin. I mean, it's a very obviously Cesaro. I think Cesaro. This is another situation where you have babyface versus babyface. But I think you know it could really work with Edge as a heel and Cesaro, like you know, getting the spin on him. I mean, as a they face, they yeah. built that feud with him and and Rollins with you know. Rollins hating the fact that he got spinned by Cesaro yeah. and just and Rollins hates the spin. You could do the same thing with Edge. Yeah. The absolute same thing with Edge. And I, I think, you know, out of all like pound for pound work great guys, Cesaro is one of the best. You know that face Edge makes too, I could see it. Like you know, like when his eyes get big and his chin extends, like that edge face. Yeah, he's he'll get all pissed off. He'll be just, <laughs> like the <laughs> So the great heel edge faces, yeah. you know, that uh, classic edge heel face. I think that like Cesaro and him could have a great. I think it could be a great little feud you could do at a pay per view, maybe even a SmackDown. I mean, a lot of these matches, if they happen, they probably will happen on pay per views, considering you know they're big money matches and Edge is a part time wrestler. Um, but again, Cesaro is another guy who this will help him 
just get closer to the top of the card. I know he had a match at Rollins or Mania, and it was fantastic, and he won. He had that great Roman uh, match for Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Uh, he lost, but he still looked great in defeat. Um, Edge is another guy where if he got a win over Edge, it would just help his career so much. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, a lot of these matches, Edge doesn't need to win, but they just would be amazing if he, like, put over some a lot of these guys. Yeah, no, he, he, he would. It's like Jericho. You know, Jericho was helping put over some of these guys back when Jericho was on WWE. I mean, and, even now in AEW, Jericho's and, been well And he's been doing guys. that, and you know what? He, he enjoys it because they both, you know, they're teachers now. They want to pass on the baton to the newer Raw talent. Yeah, because that, that's the thing. You know, guys like Edge and Jericho do not need to be winning no. main event matches or need to have to be in, you know, uh, they need to win some to still keep credibility, but they don't need to win every match they're in. They don't need to win the t- world title all the time uh, just to keep that whole thing. They you left know? their mark on the, the company. Yeah, they left their mark on the business, and they're, they're yeah. le- and they're legends. And I would, for Jericho's case, future Hall of Famer, Jericho's already, Edge is already in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. So I think moving on to number seven, we have cool Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. I just found out about this guy the other day. I told you about that, right? You just found out about him. Yeah, because I haven't been really you know, paying attention, but I hear it from you. My dad, my brother really fills me in, you know, the apps. And I, I was on Instagram, and I saw him, like, doing some jujitsu because I like jujitsu. I practice jujitsu, mm-hmm. and I was watching him, and I was like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. And I looked him up, and I was like, oh, he's a wrestler. I didn't know that. And I was talking to you about it, and... When I saw him like wrestle for the first time, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "This is." When I read this list, it's a good choice. I like Kyle, that a lot. Kyle O'Reilly is a guy who, for people who may have not been familiar with his career in New Japan or in Ring of Honor, the, just last year, people started to get a taste of how damn good Kyle O'Reilly so is. Good. His match he had with Finn Balor last year, Takeover Thirty One, was one of my favorites from last year. The match him and Adam Cole had at Takeover Stand and Deliver. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping that in there. Uh, the match him and Cole had at Stand and Deliver was fucking amazing. Which one was this one? It was this recently? Stand and Deliver was the takeover, uh, I think, was uh, the takeover of the week of Mania. His most recent, like, match was amazing. Where they had that... Uh... Him and Kushida? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other big thing. I mean, uh, sorry for those of you tuning in to wanting me to hear about talk about Roderick, Str- Roderick Strong the Diamond Mine. Just real quickly... Um, Yes, please. Roddy Strong has his own fucking faction. Amazing. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, him, I heard him and Kushida. They, they had a really, really great match because they had great matches all the time in Japan. They have amazing chemistry, him and Kushida. Did they come up together? Um, I, I don't know about come up together, but they they worked each other a lot. That's good. A lot. They have a lot of history, Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly. And, you know, a lot of people already knew how great of a, ma- of a wrestler Kyle O'Reilly was as a tag team wrestler with him team- teaming with Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish in the Undisputed Era. And he did team with Bobby Fish in the Indies as Red Dragon uh, as the team. But Kyle O'Reilly as a singles wrestler, as a babyface, as an underdog babyface, is just amazing. You know, he won the, the, world, the Ring of Honor World title from Adam Cole uh, at Final Battle... I think 2015, mm-hmm. 27. No, it was 2016. He won the Ring of Honor final battle 2017. No, 2016. Shit. <laughs> 2016. Because I went to the first one. I went to the one in 2017. Um, and it was just such a fucking amazing match. So what Ky- would you have him do? Would you have him be the heel in this Kyle's, scenario? Kyle's got Kyle's got to be a baby face. You have him be- Kyle's got to be a baby face. And I think Edge would he benefit from Edge being a heel here. Yeah. You can learn a lot from Edge, too. Because I think 
Edge would be a great foil as a heel for Kyle. Um, and just to see, like, you know, having these NXT guys, he because Edge has said he wants to face NXT guys. He wants to face just about everybody he possibly can. Plus, I think having Edge pop in NXT every once in a while, wrestle at a takeover, please wrestle at a takeover. Um, it's anybody, Edge. Uh, I think Kyle O'Reilly would be a great opponent for him. I think it would just, again, help Kyle O'Reilly's stock to be in the ring with somebody like Edge. And it would just... Because Kyle O'Reilly is like, he's such, how do I put this? He moves differently than anybody else in the world. He's one of those few wrestlers who just moves differently. Like, you know, a lot of wrestlers, they all kind of move the same. But Kyle O'Reilly is a guy who is very unique. Him and Kenny Omega in particular. You know, Omega moves very, very unique in a unique way. Very fluid. And Kyle is a very similar way. Like, Kyle, like, what I love when he starts matches is, like, he gets on the ground on his back. He's like, come on, come on, find me down here. Come on, you're going to fuck up. Come oh, on, that's, that's come the, on. That's the jujitsu in that, him. That's the jujitsu in him. That's the jujitsu in him. And I love that. And it's like, you never see a wrestler do that. No. You never see a wrestler get on the ground and tell him, like, get down here and fight me. You never see that. Like, and how he bumps is incredible, and his selling is amazing. One of my favorite things Kyle O'Reilly has ever done and it's not even a him he did something he did as a wrestling move. <laughs> so NXT take over New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The 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 triple threat match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly defending the NXT tag team titles because Bobby Fish was down with an injury, and he was going to be out for a long time. Uh, Aikman and Razor the the AOP and Pete Dunne and, and Roderick Strong as a tag team in the competition. The Undisputed Era came in and interrupted the match for the finals because the finalists would win the Dusty win the Dusty Club would get a NXT ta- NXT Takeover uh, tag team title NXT tag team title match at Takeover New Orleans and then Regal's like fine you want to be like that it's going to be a triple threat <laughs> in that match Dunn and Strong had the match won Strong turns on Pete Dunn hits the end of Heartache his his finishing move. And just throws either Cole or O'Reilly right on top of a prone, like, dead Pete Dunn. And then, you know, actually, Adam Cole, I think he was thrown. It was O'Reilly because he was powerbombed to the table. Cole gets up. He's like, oh, my God. And then he wrestled, like, a fucking ladder match to determine the winner of the first ever North American champion, Adam Cole. They're in the ring together. Kyle and Adam are confused because they feuded with Strong earlier in the year. He grabs... Adam, uh, either Adam Cole or Kyle O'Reilly's Undisputed Era armband slowly starts to put it on. And this is where I love Kyle O'Reilly so much. Kyle O'Reilly was so fucking happy that Roderick Strong has joined the Undisputed Era. It's like he was that kid at Christmas who asked for something he told was told, no, you're not getting it. Just shoot your eye out, kid. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He was like Red Rider BB gun. He was fucking Randy in a Christmas story, and then they said, "No, you shoot your eye out." And the dad gets him the gift. He's like, <gasps> "Like that was Kyle O'Reilly's expression when Roger Strong <laughs> joined the Industry Era." So he is just great as a character. He's fucking hilarious. He, does. he sells it nice, and he is so fucking great. His in the ring. Instagram p- promos are great too. And I think that Kyle O'Reilly can be the top babyface in NXT. 
like for years to come. Yeah. I think they're building to him to get the, the NXT championship. And what better way to really solidify this guy as a huge main event level star if he goes with that than having him have a match with Edge and possibly winning the fucking match. You it put him over? Just putting over Kyle O'Reilly, that would just raise his stock and just make him a, a top, top star in, in NXT and in WWE and wrestling overall as a whole. He's fucking amazing. I love Kyle O'Reilly. Well, let's move on to number six. Who do we have there? Number six. Let's see. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Johnny fucking wrestling. Johnny That's Johnny wrestling right there. Johnny, yes, sir. Johnny Takeover. Papa John. He's the man. First time I ever saw him was with um, Champa. I saw his fight, his feud. New Orleans. With, that was amazing. That was one of the best matches I've. Ever, oh man, it's one of my favorite. I'm getting goosebumps. It's, it's it. one of my favorite <laughs> matches from NXT's history. When people talk about the greatest NXT takeover takeover shows, That's it's, it. it's between that and then Takeover New York. What was that one? Uh, I I'm kind of a little impartial towards New Orleans, only because. I just love the Champa Gargano story so, so much. So good. I love it so, so much. And that match is one of my favorite matches ever. Just fucking ever. It's an amazing... Just the story of those guys going in and being in DIY and building to that match. was It was perfect. So... And Johnny Gargano is just a guy who... It, it, I... I want to say he's like the Shawn Michaels event... He's kind of like the Shawn Michaels of NXT. That's a big statement. There's another guy who we'll talk about who could possibly be the Shawn Michaels of NXT. That is huge. But but he but Johnny Gargano just has this thing. It's like you can't have a bad match with Johnny Gargano. You just can't. I mean, the matches he was having with DIY as with Champa, and then you know it started with the singles matches he's starting to have, then the fucking match he had with Andrade at Philly, and then the Champa match we just talked about, and then the other two Champa matches, his matches with Adam Cole, like like the guy is just fucking amazing. I mean, another great match he had was with Aleister Black when he was a heel, and another match he had with uh, with Ricochet take over Phoenix. The guy just he just screams Hall of Famer. He's gonna. He, I mean, he just. He is, I think, my favorite version of Gargano is when he's an underdog babyface. I love what he's doing right now as kind of like a chicken shit heel. Yeah. But I love him as an underdog babyface. Like, like Daniel Bryan. You know, remember Daniel Bryan was a yes. big underdog babyface. Yes, similar to that. I think in this situation, Edge could work as a babyface with Gargano's current character, but God, I would pay so much money to have a takeover match with Johnny Gargano as the underdog babyface facing the heel, like, like just the heel, the heel, the best heel of, of of the past fifteen years in Edge, just being a real son of a bitch, man, just yeah. really laying into Johnny Gargano, and just uh, it, it would just it just has if it, I guarantee Meltzer would give it like seven stars. Yeah, I could see well, like, that. That's a realistic Dave, amount. Dave, Dave Meltzer, like his star ratings, is like some people can they kind of criticize him sometimes. Sometimes it's a little off. I don't like some of his ratings. I mean, I mean, so, honestly, some matches he gives, I'm just like, that was five stars. Uh, okay, whatever. It's your opinion, but I, I just, I just think that Edge and Johnny Gargano would, it would just really sell. A plus. I, I mean, again, selling Gar- Gargano is selling as well, just as a babyface. I think just work really, really well. Um, I, I don't know what else I can say. Just give, I mean, give I, me I like... give me Gargano as a babyface with Edge as a heel. 
I feel like, like I feel like a couple of years. I feel like ten years from now, if you're still if when you're doing this podcast, still, we'll make a podcast about Johnny Gargano alone. That's how good he's gonna like. That's how much. We, yeah, I mean, honestly, we make we can make a top ten list about Johnny Gargano because Gargano, I think for sure, will get to that level of edge. Oh my god! Yeah. Where it's like he is the guy. Like Gargano uh, has been one of my favorite wrestlers in NXT for for many years now, and he's still a constant, constant uh, asset to the brand. Hmm. Fucking love the guy. So, yeah. Babyface Johnny Gargano against Edge. Takeover, please. Anyway, coming in at number five, we have the phenomenal AJ Styles. I like that choice a lot. Here's something crazy. You want to think about this for a second? Yeah. You know how long AJ Styles and, and Edge have been wrestling for? That's why I wanted to, Yeah. That's, that's it. These guys have been wrestling on and off. Pretty much around the same time as each other. They come up. They came up about almost the same time. Yeah. Yeah, they're roughly around the same age. They're both in their mid forties. They've never had a match against each other. They've never touched until the Royal Rumble of 2020. How crazy is that? The careers both these guys have had. The Edge being the career he had in WWE, being a multiple-time tag team champion, those amazing TLC ladder matches, his feud with John Cena, his feud with The Undertaker, his feud with Batista, multiple-time world champion. And AJ Styles on the other side of the pond being the, 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 the greatest, maybe the greatest wrestler to ever come out of the indies. You know, his, his time in TNA, his... his his time in 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 Ring of Honor, you know the matches he the, he's had with Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, you know, and his time in New Japan as Bullet Club leader, you know, against Naito, Okada, he's just the so the, decorated, yeah. And to think that all after all these years, now these guys are finally in the same company together. How about after all these years, he's finally in the WWE. Yeah, that's how do you? I mean, I mean, when 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 Styles came, Edge was already retired for a while. That's what I mean. So we never thought we'd be able to see this match. See, Edge Styles is a good example to live by because he's the epitome of like you. You should always give it your all, no matter what, and no matter how old you get, because you're gonna get on top no matter what. AJ Styles has aged like a fine wine. He is. He's he's in the, the great shape. The great thing was is that AJ just got better and better and better and better, like a modern day Shawn Michaels with like. Because when Shawn Michaels was at, in my opinion, I think a lot of people will agree with me, that he was at his best during his second tenure in, in wrestling. Oh, of course. When he came back. I think that's the best, one of the best runs in wrestling history with Shawn Michaels. AJ Styles is a very similar way, even though he never stopped wrestling. As he got older, he just got wiser and just more, uh, just season you know? he, he preserved his body better too yes it sucks because a lot of those older guys i mean i could still like would f- be able to f- still wrestle but they they grew up and they were around in such a time where it was like safety wasn't really you wanted to sell tickets you wanted to hurt europe you know the other guy i mean you wanted to make it look like it was bad and yeah you, you know you also had you know the chair shots i'm gonna get chair shots to chair heads shots and all, and all that and get hit in the head but the, the crazy thing like aj at I think when he his first couple of years in WWE, like people would like people were saying like AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world. AJ Styles is still I one believe of, it. He's he still one of the best wrestlers in the world, 
But like when he came into WWE, he had the run of his career. Everyone kept saying, who was a fan of AJ Styles, been watching him for years, he's the best he's ever been right now. At that time, that's what everybody was saying. He's the best he's ever been right now. The 2016, 2017 time with AJ. He's another one that's interchangeable, though. Like I look at Edge and I look at AJ Styles. Who could play heel? Who could play babyface? AJ Styles' babyface is amazing. Edge as a heel would be great, but even even AJ as a heel, he's proven so he's good. so good as a heel. Bullet Club, like in all, like him is the mat, like the, the, the you know. Mm-hmm. Even the heel run he had when he was feuding with John Cena in 2016, was that was incredible too. So either way, like this is a match that absolutely needs to happen. Like the top five, I mean, if the if the bottom five don't happen, I won't be. I'll be disappointed. But I will be more disappointed if these matches do not happen. I could know? see him with AJ Styles. AJ Styles, that's a that's a mania match. That's that's a that's a that, real that is a that is a mania that is a top that is a marquee mania match right there. Where is he now, AJ Styles? Is he SmackDown or Raw? AJ is one of the half of the Raw Tag Team Champions with Omos. Oh. And where is Edge right now? Edge is that's the thing. Edge is currently slated to come back to SmackDown soon, and. He's currently supposed to be coming back to Summer, uh, ready to come back for SummerSlam. He's going to come back to one of these shows when live crowds start to come back into it. All right, good. We'll talk about his opponent because his opponent, he, yeah, he might be on this list. Okay. Anyway, Fozzie, first of all, do you know this next wrestler's catchphrase? No. Do you want to say it? <laughs> I want you to say it. Because <laughs> there's no other way to say this man's name other than Adam Cole, baby, coming in at number four. This is the guy I was mentioning before that could be a modern-day Shawn Michaels in the sense of NXT, where it's between him and Gargano. Adam Cole, I think, has more of the charisma side of Shawn Michaels when it comes to that and the in-ring ability, whereas Johnny Gargano is more of the in-ring ability. Adam Cole oh, is... Yeah. Adam Cole is the guy. First of all, you're you're a guy who you're a guy who <laughs> doesn't know Adam Cole's catchphrase, and you call yourself a wrestling fan. <laughs> I've I've been out of the loop, man. I mean, my 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 people, my followers are going to ostracize you. I know. <laughs> who the fuck was that Os- guy? Ostrich. <laughs> Crucify. I'll take an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Adam Adam Cole. Adam Cole. I just looked up his picture, by the way. <laughs> don't, don't say that. No, I have to. I know who he is. I know who he is. Okay. I've seen his face. Okay. He is Adam, good. I know who he is. Adam, Adam he's, he's just playing around here, people. Uh, Adam Cole is, in my opinion, next to Johnny Gargano, best wrestler in NXT. No, he is. He's but really good. He fits every bill you need. He has charisma. He's amazing in the ring. And his promos Oh my God! The best promo guy in NXT and one of WWE's absolute best. Just to go off of very recently with a promo he cut on Karrion Cross right before the Fatal Five Way NXT Takeover in your house. One of the lines he says to Karrion Cross is, "You know this company has gone so has gone to great lengths to make you feel special. They give you the entrance, the cool entrance, the beautiful girl." All the smoke and mirrors. They give you all that to make Karrion Cross feel special. You know what they do to make Adam Cole feel special? They ring the freaking bell. Oh, I love I'm that. I'm like, oh, fucking sick. Adam Cole. On the again, mic? On the mic. Is dead. Is just, yes, it is, is. He is deadly on the microphone. Just like Edge. Just like Edge. Just like 100%. Edge. 100%. And you put these guys in the match together. I, I mean, one of his... 
signature moves is a pan, is called the Panama Sunrise, which is pretty much a Canadian destroyer from the middle rope. Okay. Edge taking a Canadian destroyer would be fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, Adam Cole just he again he's the other guy in NXT who just had some of the best matches in in WWE's history. You know the matches he had with Gargano a few years ago, the the matches he had with. Uh, with Ricochet take over Brooklyn Four, which me and Sean were there for. Amazing take. Ma- That's amazing, a good match. I ma- saw that match. Amazing takeover match. Um, you know the ladder match he had in New Orleans. The uh, the matches he had with the match he had with uh, Tommaso Ciampa mm. at the. I think it was Baltimore. That was a good rivalry too. I think that was Baltimore before COVID happened. That NXT yeah takeover Baltimore. I think that's what it was. Um, that match there. You know, Adam Cole is. He's a guy I think in out of all the guys in NXT, he's the guy who has the highest ceiling. He is the guy who will go the farthest. Out of all the guys and guys and girls in NXT, he will main event a WrestleMania before he retires. Oh, he will, he will main event several WrestleManias before he retires. That's very realistic. It's very realistic, but at the same time, it probably won't happen because WWE fucks up everything. <laughs> I could see that happening like two years from now, maybe two, three years. I, I could see it. I, I could see him going in his champion. I could see him fighting for the championship. Even we've seen Cole as a babyface briefly in WWE. He, but he is so much better as a heel. Cole the, is the perfect heel when it comes the, to wrestling. The, the WWE, like SmackDown and Raw, like the main roster. That's where like those really good NXT guys. I, I mean. You correct me if I'm wrong. That, that's where they go to die. I mean, unfortunately, yes. It's really sad. That's the thing, though. I could, with all the other NXT guys we mentioned, um, he, Adam Cole is a guy where I could see this being on the main roster or takeover. Now, main roster, considering, because again, I think Cole has the highest ceiling of any NXT wrestler in the company, in the brand right now. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind a takeover match between Edge and Cole. Cole is a guy who he's, Edge has said and who he's wanted to wrestle. And by the way, you know, this list, we've taken guys who Edge would say who he would like to face. And, Cole is one of the top guys in NXT, and he wants to face him. Uh, just Adam Cole and Edge just would be absolutely amazing. Edge is the heel. Uh, sorry, Edge is the babyface. Cole is the heel. No, no question about it. Yeah, I could see that 100%. So coming in at number three, who do we have at number three, Fozzie? We have Roman Reigns. The head of the table. Head of the table. The tribal chief. That would be Spear versus Spear. Yes, it was. That was. Yes, it will. That now, would, yeah. <laughs> now, this was the match we were supposed to get at WrestleMania 37 this year because Edge won the Royal Rumble and he challenged Roman Reigns for the title. Now, this match could is easily could still happen this year. It could happen at SummerSlam. It could. We don't know yet. That could happen in SummerSlam. I could see that happening in SummerSlam. Or it could happen next year at WrestleMania. Because okay, yeah. Roman is another guy who Edge said he would love to face. And the whole tribal chief character, the things Roman Reigns has done with this whole persona and what he's done with this character, it's the best work of his career besides the Shield, no doubt about it. And Edge would just... Oh, my God. Edge can't be a heel. No, he'd have to be the face. I was going to say. He has to be the face. Edge cannot be the heel. Roman Reigns is a great... Heel. He cannot. Roman cannot turn babyface for a long time because I personally think Roman's not dropping that title for like another year or so. No, it's just he is just going to hold on to that title maybe forever. He might just retire as Universal Champion. He's like I've beaten everybody. No one can beat me. I'm done. I'm going home. Like I, I easily could see that just because of how great the run Edge's uh, Roman Reigns has had. 
But this is a match that, again, we were supposed to get at WrestleMania this year, but the promo games would be great because, you know, it's not just Roman Reigns and Edge you have in this whole promo game thing. Remember, you got Paul Heyman as well. Paul Heyman is the... Oh, he's amazing. He he says he's Brock Lesnar's advocate. He says that he is the... I am fucking up what Heyman calls himself Roman Reigns. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but you have Paul Heyman as well. We all know how great of a promo Paul Heyman is. Heyman getting involved in some of these segments with Edge and Roman Reigns. Oh, God. Mwah. Fucking masterpieceful promos. It's perfect, yeah. It, I love Heyman. And it would, and yes, you could boil it down to, oh, spear versus spear. Uh, well, you know what? Is that what ma- it sounded like? Well, not you. Other, <laughs> other, <laughs> no, other people on the internet. No, can, I know, I know. Complain like, oh, spear versus spear, just like Goldberg and Roman. Oh, yeah, exactly. Spear. Yeah. But the thing is, this match would just be great. This match would just have a lot of story because there's already a story going into this match already. Roman's just like, I've beaten you already. I beat you and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, so why should I face you again? You know, have the story in there. Edge can egg on Edge on Roman Reigns and just get on his push his buttons, you know? Because WrestleMania this past year, he pinned Edge, but he also pinned Daniel Bryan by stacking them on top of each other. I remember that. That was a great match. So that was a good match. He, my favorite match of WrestleMania this year. Absolutely. So there's already a built-in story that way. He's like, Edge be like, you want to prove you're better than me? Face me one-on-one. Prove to me you can beat me one-on-one. So... That's story goes into that already. Roman Reigns versus Edge, a Mania match, SummerSlam. You know, it, it's a big, big money match, and Edge is babyface. Roman is heel. No fucking question whatsoever. Coming in at number two, who is number two, Fozzy? We have Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. Okay, so. You're probably wondering, you said, well, wait a minute, CJ, didn't you say that Adam Cole probably has the greatest ceiling out of all of the NXT wrestlers in the in the brand right now and, you know, could main event WrestleManias and headline them? Like, yes, I did say that. And I, and I stand by that statement. However, I think the greatest heel in NXT's history is Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. And I will give you a little memory refresher for those of you who might have forgotten. Like me. Think- <laughs> no, you'll know this. No, I definitely do. Think back. NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Think- actually, think back to NXT TakeOver Chicago 1. DIY versus the AOP in a main event ladder match for the NXT Tag Team titles. Mm. Tommaso Ciampa was already working with an injury. I just said Champa when it's Champa. Champa. Uh, Tommaso Champa was working with an injury in his knee already. Tore his ACL, but he worked the match. Because I remember reading reports saying that he, you know, he heard it at a house show, or he could have exasperated it. And then it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that Champa was done after this. So what do they do? DIY or at the top of the entrance ramp. Champa and Gargano are arm in arm, and they have the little copyright little logo saying, oh, I guess the show is over. Champa takes Gargano and throws him into the wall of the stage <laughs> and then just takes Gargano on top of, uh, I want to say, some kind of uh, scaffolding or whatever, grabs him for like a behind his back. I can't remember the move. I want to say white Seamus's white noise. It's similar to Seamus's white noise. And if it's not the right move, fuck me. I don't fucking care. Jumps down, nails Gar- down Gargano, 
Oh, no, I'm thinking uh, on the announcer's table. Anyway, I'm fucking going all over the place. The fact of the matter is, Champa turned heel, and that's the first taste we got. Take over Philadelphia. Johnny Gargano loses a hard-fought battle with Andrade. He loses the match. But Gargano is over in defeat. Who's there to come back and fuck up his moment? Fuck everything up for Gargano. Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa takes the crutch, whacks Johnny Gargano in the back. Tommaso Ciampa costs Johnny Gargano his entire career by interfering in the rematch between Andrade and Johnny Gargano. That was the first time I ever saw Tommaso Ciampa, too. Was it really? Yeah, that was like one of the first times I ever saw him. Go back and watch some DIY tag team matches, yeah. especially with the Revival. They're fucking amazing. So, <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa fucked everything up for him. Gargano was persisting and persisting to have a match with him. Then leads to the unsanctioned match between Gargano and Ciampa. And if you go to NXT TakeOver New Orleans, no music. Zero music. His music was a chorus of boos from the crowd. <laughs> the crowd was just booing him with a, Fuck you, Ciampa. <laughs> Fuck you, Ciampa. <laughs> Soaking it all in. All of it in. The perfect heel. He just didn't fucking care. And he played it up on social media as well. And just his obsession with beating Johnny Gargano, his obsession with the NXT Championship. Now this is where it gets really hard for me because I don't know who I want the heel to be more. Edge or Ciampa. You could do heel versus heel, I guess, but I got to say... Champa's got to be the heel on this. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking it's Edge got, could be the face on this one. Champa's got to be the heel in this. He plays such a good bad guy. Because I miss Tommaso Champa as a heel. I don't mind the stuff he's doing right now with Timothy, Timothy Thatcher as a tag team. They're popular. The fans like him. Okay, that's cool. But I miss Champa as a heel. Because Champa, in my mind, is arguably the greatest NXT champion of all time. Him and Adam Cole for sure. And he is the greatest heel in NXT's history. No question about it. And I just think him and Ch- and Edge would have a fucking amazing match. An amazing fucking match. Just because the similarities between them alone. Oh, yeah. Just both of them are so dedicated to being hated. I mean, Edge used the real-life affair he had with Lita to get him heat. Yeah. To make him hated. I hated Edge. And that's why I love him now. Yeah. As a kid, as a kid, you you were supposed to hate a heel as a kid. I was supposed to look, I was supposed to hate Edge, but a lot of times I liked him. I thought he was really cool. I thought he was cool too, but I like, was the one kid who was I couldn't like, stand like, him. I was like, oh, fuck Edge. But that's screw what him. but that's what's so great. I mean I I probably didn't like I mean, I disliked him during the whole Matt Hardy Lita thing, the John Cena thing. Yeah. But when he was like on SmackDown, like he was just doing. There's just something about him I liked. He, you know, when he was world champion. He was just cool. I liked Edge. He was I always, I always cool. for the most time, I most part, I really loved Edge. But yeah, a heel Champa, a heel Tommaso Champa versus a babyface Edge, babyface Edge at a takeover. I could see that at a takeover. At a takeover, that'd be sick. Yes, I would like that a lot because a lot of these NXT matches should happen on takeovers. Yeah, and number one. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it, Fozzie? It's that big nose Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> ah, Seth Rollins. 
All in good fun. We love Seth Rollins. I love him to death. This, He's amazing. This is my number one Edge dream match. He is he's just he's the best. He, he is, is he is so so fucking good at playing a heel. And Edge is so fucking good at playing a heel. This is the one where it's really hard. It's really hard. No, I I can't pick. I can't pick that one because it's it's way too hard. As of right now, they want Edge versus Seth Rollins for SummerSlam. In their current roles, I think it would be good. I think Rollins is a good job with the character he's given right now. Edge is a great babyface, solid babyface. But really, Dude, I, I, I would love I would love for the roles to be reversed when Seth Rollins was like the hottest babyface, when he was like Seth freaking Rollins in 2018. That Seth Rollins, IC champion, put on the best matches on the main roster. Him versus Edge, a heel Edge and a babyface Seth Rollins. Oh my That'd god, that'd be amazing. I would kill for that. But you know what? Vice versa too. Like your pompous, arrogant son e- of a bitch, even, Seth Rollins. Even still, that would still be so great. So good. And already, like Roman, these guys have history. If you remember all those years ago when the Authority was taken away because John Cena, like you know, uh, they beat him at Survivor Series, Team Authority versus Team Cena. Uh, you know, for a while, Rollins was kind of on his own, mm. and then they had the the edge uh, the edge and Christian show, or it was a peep I remember show. that. Yeah, they had a segment where uh, Rollins comes out with Kane, Big Show, Jamie Noble, and Joey Mercury, and Rollins was threatening to curb stomp Edge's neck on the like a I don't know if it was on the briefcase because he was Mister Money in the Bank at the time, mm-hmm. or if it was uh, the the uh, cinder block or whatever because he took out Ambrose at the time. And he goes to Cena. He's like, do it. Do it. Say it. Like, because John Cena was the only one who had the power to bring them back. He's like, I bring back the authority, damn it. And Edge and Rollins already have history together. So to start off, it would make sense to do Seth Rollins as a heel and Edge as a babyface. But God, I would love for those roles to be reversed. This is like, that's like the perfect number one, man. That's like, I mean, it's Seth freaking Rollins. It's Seth Rollins. It is Seth Rollins. I mean, he's proven to be... WWE's one of their best wrestlers. You can argue him being the best wrestler sometimes. He's in the top the, two, the, top three, if that. Like if you're, right, of right now. If you're talking about, in my opinion, we're if we're talking about how the best wrestlers in WWE as far as like the main roster. Yeah. In my opinion, it's it's Roman, Drew, and Seth. Yeah. Uh, just as the top guys, like, because well, actually, I should say that I because wrestlers are other guys who I think probably fit that role better. Because NXT guys, but if you're but if people ask me like, oh, who who are the top guys in WWE right now? Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins are I the first Drew the, too. are the first three guys. He's not even uh, he's not listed here, but I could see Drew. Drew, too. Ma- Drew McIntyre was another guy. Uh, wh- why the fuck didn't I put Drew McIntyre? I don't know. I love Drew McIntyre too. Drew McIntyre is another is another uh, honorable mention. Um, just yeah, I don't know why I didn't put Drew in here, and I fucking love Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Claymore more kick, yeah. Should we sub sub one person out for Drew McIntyre? Let's play that game. I like that game. That's a good game. Oh, this <laughs> is hard though. Okay, how how about we both do it? Okay, if I'm gonna sub out one person for Drew McIntyre, uh-huh. I'll take out Kevin Owens. Okay. Who would you Who would you replace with Drew McIntyre in this list? Oh man, Cesaro. Ah, I know. I hate myself for saying ah, that, but it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's really. I'm looking at this list again, and it's really hard. I was gonna say Roman Reigns, but nah, you can't take out. Roman I can't Reigns. take out Roman, can't Reigns. Roman Reigns. Cesaro's fine. It's honestly, it's fine. 
I love Cesaro. Okay, guys, I love Cesaro, though. I mean, that was just a spontaneous... Okay, if, if we had to. But this is the official list. 1 through 10. Fucking loved that I finally got to put this out there. I'm happy I got to be a part of it. I am, too, because I know how much you love Edge. I do. I love Edge a I lot. I know how much you love Edge. I like the classic guys, man. If, if For the listeners out there, I'm not really up to current events. I have to rely on CJ, my dad, and my brother for it. But <laughs> I do like some of these new guys. And But I you, mean, but you, the thing is, you're aware of who these guys are. I am. You know, you've seen work from all of these guys. At least one match I from all of these Kyle guys. I followed Kyle O'Reilly before I even knew he was a wrestler. I thought he was some, just some jujitsu guy. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm to follow him. You, yeah, you followed him based on him just liking jujitsu. Yeah. Which is fucking hilarious. Anyway, guys. I think that'll do it for this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. What are you, what is your Edge dream match? Please let us know over at TNAWP on Twitter, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. You can tell me at CJ underscore 1214 on Twitter or CJ underscore 1293 on Instagram. Please let us know what you want to know as your Edge dream match. Now, Fozzie, mm. for being here, for, for catching up and having a great fucking time with me, my friend, I want you to plug anything that you have coming up, any projects you have. I want people to know where they can find you and what it is that you do. Oh, <laughs> I do uh, I do a lot, actually. I'm in two bands. I am at – hold on. Let me get on my Instagram because I'm really bad with my mind and my memory. So you can find me at um, Nicholas underscore Rosano 1995 on Instagram. That's where I usually do all my stuff. Um, never again at never again – underscore ban and at dense dot benson on uh instagram those are my two bands and um they are very two different bands they are i just like playing bass i mean dense benson is like james as i can only describe it as james bond music it really is yeah james bond surf rock fucking awesome but that's what i describe it as and never again is more of the alternative pop punk punk type of band both very good definitely go check those guys out on it like you said on instagram you got any stuff on Spotify? Nothing. Oh, uh, yes. We have um, Never Again. Oh, let me see. No, they took it off of Spotify. <laughs> okay. They did. We're, we're working on our stuff. You could just go on our Instagram. All of our music's on our Instagram. And then hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have a lot more music out. And, uh, you know, thank you very much for the, the plug and the, the Of promos course, man. And, Absolutely. You know. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Please be sure you're listening to us on any of your favorite podcast apps, whether it be Apple, Spotify, uh, you know, Podbean, any of those fun apps. Please be sure to be listening to us there. Please be sure to be sharing with your friends. Please be sure to be leaving us five-star reviews and writing us reviews. That really, really helps out the podcast feed. So I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode and this top ten list. So for CJ Palmasano. And my good buddy Fozzie, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.